Welcome to the Project Unchained podcast, where my special guests and I help you break free from the chains that hold you back from life's greatest experiences. The goal of this podcast is to educate people on self-care modalities that can and will improve your life if you commit to doing them. An effective self-care regimen is the single most important thing you can do for yourself to have a more extraordinary life experience. I'm your host, Ross Lepola, and I've spent the past several years of my life on a journey of healing and self-care after living many years chained down by my own limiting thoughts and beliefs. Now, I'm here to share what I have learned and to empower you to break free from the chains that hold you back from your unlimited potential. Let's get unchained. When you were lost in the woods, you were misunderstood by everyone, everyone. You were searching for words, but they came out absurd. And no one heard you, no one heard you speak your mind. They lost the This show is brought to you by The Belonging Blueprint. A strong sense of belonging is imperative to cultivating a life of joy, fulfillment, and purpose. With a strong sense of belonging, you will have the confidence it takes to do and create your life on your terms. It's time for you to break free from your self-limiting thoughts, your insecure thought patterns, and the social conditioning that keeps you from living your most authentic life. The Belonging Blueprint is a self-development course that has been designed to help you create the deepest sense of belonging within yourself. Guided along the way by myself, Ross Lepola, you will grow to a place that leaves you empowered to experience life on your terms. You can join me and others in a private community that will support you on your journey of personal growth and development. To get more information and to enroll, you can click the link in the show notes. You belong here. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Project Unchained podcast. I am your host, Ross Lepola. Excited to be here again. Uh, I'm loving this project. I really appreciate all of you for tuning in. I appreciate you helping me spread the message that I have to to share. Um, it really means a lot to me. Um, so I, I thank you. I couldn't be more grateful to all of you tuning in on a regular basis, and I couldn't be more grateful for your sharing of it. And I hope that that continues. I, uh, I believe in you. I believe in this journey. I believe in healing. I believe we can do more of it when we tap in together as community. And so please continue to spread the word, share it with your friends, family, whoever you think might benefit from this. Uh, please, by all means, do engage me, message me if there's something you want to talk about. Uh, I don't mind having conversations with anybody. Uh, share it on social media, tag me. I love to see it. I love the engagement. So again, yes, I appreciate you. Um, I hope that your your journey is is treating you well and, and you're finding power in these tools and things that I've been talking about. And today I wanted to talk about the idea of our, our personal power and how we got to stop giving it away as there's a, a big shift in my mental health came from learning how to not give my power away to other people. What does that even mean? What does it mean to give your power away? And I suppose it really it's letting others dictate your energy or letting them dictate your mood or your state of mind and your mental health, things of that nature. 
And for example, man, I, I used to let people live in my head rent free all day long and just sit there and ruminate in my head. And it, it dictated a lot of my thought processes, my mood, my energy, everything. And heck, there's lots of times when it wasn't even whether they actually did something. It would be me making up stories of the possibility of an event, the possibility of an argument. There's times I'd be driving to work or some shit and I'd be having an argument with somebody that, that like, one, that argument would never happen or it never actually happened. It hadn't happened in the past, but I would, like, pretend to argue with this person and I'd ruminate and make up stories and it sucked. <laughs> it sucked. I, I really, it really drove me down to sit there and pretend to argue with people about something that, that was bothering me. I wasn't speaking my mind if something bothered me. Um, or I'd argue and worry about what they were going to think of me if I did ABC, like what's going on. And man, that mentality really would only lead to, to two outcomes. Well, three outcomes for me. One, I'd just be in a terrible shitty mood because I'd be down on myself. Um, or a lot of times, one of the things, the, the things that would happen, it would really remove the possibility of a connection with a person. And as a result of me having like these fake arguments with this person, I, I would be afraid to actually communicate with them. And so I wasn't able to connect with the person that I actually needed to have the conversation with. Uh, and that certainly diminished the quality of some of my friendships. Um, and, or it would diminish and reduce the connection, right? Like if I were able to maybe kind of overcome some of what's in my mind and actually go forward with having the connection um, and having the conversation with the the correct person and not just myself, it I was still bringing that energy to the conversation. I was still bringing that made up stories, those made up shit inside my head. And as a result, it would diminish the connection with that person, it'd be less energetic. There'd be more, way more pressure, self-induced pressure on myself, uh, that would, you know, not make the conversation as easy and as fluid and natural. And it would be a lot more forced and man, that's not fucking fun at all. It was not fun at all. And so creating the shift for the, creating that shift there was, was huge for me. It really helped me a lot. Uh, it was really beneficial for me in reducing a lot of the social anxiety that I would experience. I don't get that nearly as much as I once used to. And or if it does kind of start to to well up inside me, I have a lot more tools now at my disposal to reshift that and not let that take my power away, not give my power away and not create these stories that aren't real and create these fake scenarios that aren't real and create especially worry and fear-based scenarios that are not real. So that was huge, reducing the social anxiety that uh, like I, it's, it's tough to say really what that means to me, but it, it's, it's really allows me to go in a lot more open to new experiences with different people or social gatherings and really improves the quality of the connection with the people in that environment. And so 
that plays into how much more improved the experiences are when meeting new people in the first place. And like, regardless of what capacity that relationship develops to with the person, like the initial experience at a minimum has been far more enjoyable than it was in the past for me. Meeting new people has become a lot more of a pleasurable experience for me rather than one of angst and worry. What are they going to think about me? Well, <laughs> I, I got to give it a chance. I can't just make up all this crazy stuff inside my head and let myself ruminate. So creating a shift there is huge. And a great way to describe that shift was to shift my energy from worrying to creating, right? Rather than worry about how my experience might be or how it might go, I can put my energy towards creating how I can participate in the experience. How can I participate in the experience? And when I focus on how I can come into that experience and what I can do and create in my participation of it, like it switches the focus back onto things that I can control. And as a result, I create less stories. I worry less that social anxiety is, you know, pretty much not around anymore. So that makes going into those experiences of meeting new people and having social interactions so much more powerful. And I'm not giving my power away to the event or the experience. And that was probably for me, I think, one of the most common ways that I would give my power away. Um, but there's definitely several other ways that uh, we often give our power away. And some of those ways that we kind of give our power away is uh, if we give in to guilt trips from other people, like a lot of times if we're giving into a guilt trip from somebody else, that means we're doing something that we don't really want to do. And that's giving them our power. The, the idea that particularly for me around the social anxiety, right, is that the previously a lot of my self-worth worth was tied to other people's opinions. And a lot of that looks like seeking external validation. Like I wanted their approval for who and what I am, and that's giving my power away. And that was one of the big shifts for me was switching from external validation to internal validation. And that created an abundance of self-worth, self-guided self-worth rather than seeking self-worth uh, measured based on somebody else's thoughts or opinions, uh, which then also ties into people-pleasing, right? People-pleasing is a form of giving your power away. It's also a for form of subconscious manipulation, right? If we're, if I'm doing something to try and please you, then I'm just trying to influence your opinion and do something for you that I don't want to do, but I'm trying to get you to like me and I'm trying to get you in a sense, it could be related back to guilt trips. I'm trying to get you to uh, almost guilt trip you into liking me and stepping out of that was definitely really beneficial for me because there was definitely a lot of times in my past where I would fall into some people pleasing behavior and like checking in with myself. Is this something that I really want to do? Do I want to do this? No. Okay. Well then I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do this just to make you happy, just to get you to like me, whatever, whatever the situation is. Um, I, I don't really think people pleasing behaviors can be beneficial for either person in whatever the relationship is, whether it's a friendship or romantic relationship or otherwise. 
Um, giving our power away can also look like not setting boundaries and having trouble sending, setting good, healthy boundaries. Um, that can uh, really allow people to take advantage of us and walk all over us in ways. Um, another way we commonly give our power away is to complain about the things that we have to do. Like, oh man, I could complain right now and give my power away that, oh man, I have to, I have to do the compost today. Well, <laughs> no, I, I choose to do the compost today. Um, or I can choose to do it tomorrow. I can choose to not do it today and I could choose to do it tomorrow or choose to do it the next day. But if I'm complaining about having to do it, then I'm creating a bunch of negative energy around it and I'm giving my power away. Uh, thinking about like holding grudges against people. And that's a really good way to allow somebody to live in your head rent free is hold a grudge against them and let that ruminate. Uh, you're giving them your power for no reason at all. It doesn't really serve you or benefit you to, to hold that grudge most of the time. Um, another way, another common way is if you're changing your goals based on what you hear from other people, you know, uh, how many times have you changed your goal in your life because somebody said, oh, that's not possible. Be realistic. Be realistic. You should lower your standards, lower your goals. Man, fuck that person. Fuck that attitude. Like you have your goal. If it is huge, glorious, way the fuck out there, good. Go for it. Find a way to go get it. Find a way to create it. Find a way to bring that into your life. Don't settle for listening to somebody diminish your goals because they don't think it's realistic. That's an expression of them, not you. Um, moving on to another one. If we're hypersensitive to criticism, we're definitely going to give our power away to the person criticizing us. We're, you know, I think about stuff like that in my past where I've been hypersensitive to criticism and what happens to me in that moment, then I, I ruminate and stew on that the rest of the day instead of looking at where I can take radical personal responsibility. And when I look at it from that lens and I'm like, oh man, what can I take radical personal responsibility of this situation? And when I do that, I see the things that I have my power. So I take my power back in that moment rather than giving it away. Um, other people can, you give your power away when you let other people dictate or dictate your mood or bring out the worst in you, you know, bring out your bad attitude, uh, just by sometimes their presence or the way they talk. Maybe you start getting really annoyed and that changes your attitude and it brings out some of the, uh, lesser positive traits about yourself. Like letting other people do that is giving your power away to them. Um, Spending a lot of time talking about people you don't like, that can, I mean, that can be tough. If somebody does a lot of things and exhibits a lot of behaviors that you don't like, maybe they're posting on social media about things that upset you or they're doing things that upset you and so you start complaining about them to a friend or uh, whoever, like, that's them living in your head rent-free. That's them dictating what is on your mind and what you're thinking about. And you're giving your power away to them. 
You're not stepping into your power and focusing on the things you can control. You're not stepping into your power and being more present in your life in the moment. So we got to fucking take our power back. You have to take your power back. And that's what a lot of the healing journey is all about, is stepping into your power, taking your power back, stepping into yourself and being yourself and shining yourself, stepping into your own self-worth, loving and learning how to love yourself, right? Like, that's what a lot of the healing journey is about. We got to take our power back. And man, <sighs> it's it's awesome. Um, I You know, I'm definitely not perfect at it yet, but I'm a lot better at it than I was. I don't give my power away nearly as often um, for for nearly as long when I do. Uh, I'm definitely better able to shift my thoughts and shift my energetic state away from giving it away into taking it back. How do you do that? How do you take your power back? Well, there's lots of ways, and a lot of it will also really depend on in what way are you currently giving your power away, right? Because as we talked about, there's there's a bunch of different ways that you can give your power away. So kind of recapping on a couple of things on how you can do that, how you can take your power back from some previous episodes and linking them to ideas on how we give our power away. So if we think about the idea of, you know, learning to not waste our time to complain, right? Don't waste your energy complaining. A great tool for that would be to express more gratitude, right? We talked about that in episode one. So revisit that if you'd like, if you need to. That's the first tool I gave, and it's an important one in the world of self-care. It's important in allowing ourselves to feel gratitude in the moment. You know, it, I related it to the compost thing, right? Because that's something uh, that I'm going to have to choose to do here soon because the bin's full. <laughs> so that, that's coming. And I can either complain about it like, oh, God, I got to do the compost again today. Or I can choose to do it and express gratitude for having the compost uh, and expressing gratitude for my ability to uh, produce less waste and be kinder and gentler on the earth and caring for the earth as I try to care for myself at the same time. Uh, I can be grateful for the compost nutrients that I can put back into the garden to grow more food. So now I'm using my food scraps to grow more nutritious and delicious food. Man, gratitude just shifted my energy. Stop complaining. I choose to empty the compost. This is a beautiful thing. Uh, Practicing forgiveness, right? If we want to not hold a grudge. I think about it, man, there's so much time in my life when I held a grudge on people that bullied me and thought about it like, you know, woe is me. Poor me, all these people were mean to me. Other people need to help and fix me. And I mean that that was the the energy behind living a long, sad part of life. And practicing forgiveness has created a big shift in that. I've let that go. Those people no longer live in my head for free. I've let go of the grudge. I've had to forgive them. So in episode 19. I talked through some ideas on forgiveness and a meditation idea for practicing forgiveness. So, you know, tap into that a bit, use that, use that tool to your advantage. It's super beneficial. 
Um, shifting like your thought process, right? Don't waste time on unproductive thoughts. Uh, in terms of thinking about it, like uh, making up stories in my head and things of that nature that I would do a lot, you know, episode two, I talk about the tool focus and focusing on the things that I can control paired with uh, the power of choice in episode six, uh, tapping into the power of choice, tapping into focus. Like I get to choose what I am actively thinking about. And if I focus on that and tap into the choice and bring those tools together in combination, I can shift what I'm thinking about. And I no longer have to sit there and suffer through some unproductive thoughts that are not meeting my needs, that are not helping me uh, cultivate a positive day and be a participant in my present experience of life. Now, there's definitely a bunch of ideas in the idea around giving our power away and a lot of other tools that can be really beneficial in that. And I'm going to definitely dive into that in some future episodes, but I feel like some of those deserve standalone episodes in my opinion. So I'm going to move on into today's tool and it's kind of a bit of a practice. It's kind of a bit of a a longer tool and it's the idea of developing your self-worth. We have to make it an intentional point to develop self-worth independent of other people's thoughts and opinions. And that's going to require a bit of some introspective thought here, right? So a great place I love to do that is to pull out my journal to help me have those conversations with myself. And it's a great place where I practice creating self-worth and self-love and validate and learning how to create internal validation. When I'm creating internal validation and I'm in that mindset and I'm tapped into that, I don't give my power away. I don't seek external validation through the approval of other people or through uh, making sure that they have a positive opinion of me or something along those lines. I stay in my power because I know my self-worth. And at any time that I start to maybe question that self-worth, I have ways to tap back into that internal validation of self-worth. And that's what this part's about. So you have to know thyself and understand thyself to be able to do some of that. And a lot of that can be tapped into like, what do you value? Do you know what you value? Like what character traits do you value? Do you value honesty and integrity? Do you value loyalty? Do you value courage? Do you value positivity? What else do you value? What other character traits do you value? Right? Journal about it. Understand the character traits that you value. Uh, Maybe it's good also to understand the character traits that you don't value. Right? It's important to know those things. And also the character traits that you value, the character traits that you don't value. And then what character traits are you and do you exhibit? And can you tap into to know that you're operating from a place of value, from a place of characteristics that you value? What about, what about your beliefs? What do you believe in? Why? And not why so that you can defend yourself but so that you can understand it and know yourself. This is part of the self-relationship, is knowing what you believe in to cultivate that sense of self-worth. 
It's not, a, it, again, it's not about defending yourself to somebody else. If you feel the need to defend yourself, then you're lacking that self-work. You're laughing, lacking that internal validation. It doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter whether they believe in the same thing you believe in or not. It, it matters if you believe in it. You have to believe in it. So, like, you can't know your worth if you don't know what or why you are believing in something. So understand your beliefs and understand why you specifically believe in them. And the thing about it, too, is it's not just like a religious or spirituality thing either. It can be the way you want to parent your child. It can be the way you want to exercise. You know, like I personally love to lift weights. Uh, and I also love to compete in powerlifting. For me, I believe that is the best way for me to like maintain my physical well-being. It resonates with me. It's something I really like and enjoy. So it's something I believe in. I believe in like the idea of strengthening the muscles and things of that nature for a bunch of different reasons. Running, eh, not for me. It's not for me, but I can see where it's beneficial for other people. And that's, you know, that's cool. If, if that's what, something you believe in, well, fucking A, man, like go get after it. Do a run for me because I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so there you go. Now you have uh, permission to go for an extra run uh, this week. Um, I, what's your life purpose? Do you know that? Have you ever thought about that? What is your purpose? What's kind of your reason? Like what is what is your driving factor to wake up in the morning every day? Like that was huge for me. Shifting from being an engineer to being a coach. It gave me purpose in my work. It gave me purpose in what I do. Um, I, I didn't feel a connection to that in or as an engineer. So that can be hugely beneficial in increasing your self-worth is understanding, knowing, and tapping into your purpose. Um, what about death? You know, what's after life? What's after this? What do you believe? What do you believe is is the point of life? What do you believe is the point of death? When does when does life begin? When does life end? Uh, does does that change? Do you believe you're an energy source? Do you like what is it that you believe? Right, that's important to understand that. What about your abilities and skill set? How capable do you think you are to solve problems? It's important to know where you fall in that and journal about them as well. Just like your characteristics, journal about your beliefs, understand them, understand what you believe. You know, if at the end of the day, you might think, oh, I believe in ABC. Well, why? Oh, I, have, I have no fucking idea why. Why do I believe that? Oh, wow. This belief doesn't serve me. Right? Because I look at it as if, if you have a belief and you can't explain to yourself why and understand why you believe in something that's probably not in alignment with you in some way shape or form and so guess what you tap into that power of choice and you can choose what to believe in you can choose to shift your belief if you so choose you have that choice i give you permission give yourself permission you don't need my permission give yourself permission to change your belief if you want to at the end of the day, a lot of it just comes down to how well you know yourself. And like that has been a huge part for me is learning about myself and learning that 
that I can, I get to create myself how I want to be, right? Like understanding my values and my beliefs allows me to know what is serving me and what is not. And that means I get to create myself in whatever fucking light I want to, in whatever way I want to. And when I'm doing that and I'm creating myself in that way and I'm creating my value system and my beliefs in a way that that I really believe in and that I really trust, man, internal validation, level a thousand. You don't need the external validation. You don't give your power away to other people. You don't worry about what their opinion is of you. So knowing yourself, what are your strengths and your weaknesses, Right. What are your characteristic strengths and weaknesses? What are your belief strengths and weaknesses? Things of that nature. Journal about it. Dig around. Dive around in there. Be introspective. Understand yourself. Have that relationship with yourself. Understanding your strengths is a great way to learn how to mitigate your weaknesses so that they don't dictate or overly dictate or show up in your life that diminishes your your quality of living. Or you can learn to use your strength to turn into a weakness. Hell, into a motherfucking superpower right? Like you have that ability within you. I believe you do. It took me a while to cultivate that, but I believe that I have that ability. I showed myself and proved myself that I have that ability. I didn't have it before, but I learned it through all these things that I'm trying to share with y'all. And I believe you do too. So when you tap into that ability, what do you want to create? Who do you want to create? That's important. If you know what you value, if you know what you believe, and you act accordingly, then your self-worth will take an immediate boost. It will become elevated to a point where you no longer worry so much about what other people think about you. And damn, that is a fucking amazing place to get to. At one point in my journey, I was guided a bit by the idea that what someone else thinks of me is none of my damn business. which. You know, depending on the perspective one holds, it's going to influence that a bit. And there's some ways that I like that saying, and there's other ways that I don't. And I like that saying because it helps create the shift away from giving a shit so much about what other people think. But at the same time, like I get it, we are social creatures. So we're likely always going to have some degree of care and regard for what other people think about us. And so I don't think it's as realistic to just throw all that away. However, again, it's really about knowing thyself and operating in the parameters that you set forth for yourself and the rest will hash itself out. It'll, it'll wash itself out. It'll neutral. It'll, it'll go to its natural balance point. Uh, the people that are like-minded will find you and you will find them and you'll be in a lot better place. Your friends will align with you as you do them. So the goal or intention is you want to grow the self-worth. You want to grow that internal validation to the point where you value your opinion about yourself more than anyone else's opinion about you. And I look at that as one of the ultimate like goals and intention of some of this work. I'll repeat that for you. You will value your opinion about yourself more than anyone else's opinion about you. So that way 
you can kind of have a little bit of both of that. You can kind of let go of the idea of attaching to somebody else's opinion and, and you don't have to care about what their opinion is of you in the first place. But there's going to be some people that you do care about their opinion. You know, you're likely not going to be in a romantic relationship and have a complete disregard for your partner's girlfriend, boyfriend, uh, whatever. You're not going to, you're going to want to care about their opinion. You know, you you want them to have a good opinion of you. If they don't, you're probably not going to have a very good relationship. So there's some balance points there. And at the end of the day, it's your personal responsibility to create that in yourself. Nobody else is going to do that for you except for you. And that's where I really love the idea of radical personal responsibility and like that helped really shift a lot of this stuff for me was taking radical personal responsibility for what I thought of myself and cultivating and creating positive self-worth and internal validation and creating that shift has been a, a massive upgrade in my life and has improved my life experience in every way, shape or form. So I hope that empowers you to go out and create yourself in a light that you see it, that you want to see, and you stop giving your power away and you take your power back and you create yourself in the way that you want to create yourself and you set your values, you set your beliefs. It's your responsibility to create that in yourself. It's your responsibility to know what your beliefs are and your values are. Nobody else is going to do that for you except for you. I thank you for joining me. I hope you all have a great day and we'll catch you on the next episode. A quick note about the Project Unchained podcast. I'm not a doctor nor a therapist. I'm just a driven guy who has seen firsthand what this healing journey can do for the quality of a person's life experiences. The ideas and concepts I share with you are a result of my own ongoing journey and that of my guests. I truly want you to live a more free and empowered life. This is my gift to you. Thanks for joining Project Unchained today. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast. And if the tools you've learned have helped you, please consider leaving a review so that this show ends up higher in search results. By doing that, you can help me help others get unchained. If you know someone who specifically would benefit from today's episode, please share it with them directly. If what I'm discussing on the show resonates with you and you'd like to chat, please do reach out. I respond to all messages. You can find me on Instagram at Ross.Lepola, and I'm on Facebook, Ross Lepola. My email is in the show notes. Lastly, I want to give a special thank you to my very talented cousin, Galen Lee, for the intro and outro music for this podcast. The song is Lost in the Woods from her 2018 album, Learning How to Stay. You can find Galen's albums on Bandcamp, Spotify, and ViolinScratches.com. Until next time, I hope you live your life a little more unchained.
take yourself away.